0: It's like a Good afternoon,
1: everyone, and
2: welcome.
3: Welcome to The Pet Psychic with Laura Stinchfield. Um, I want to thank you all for being here. My name is Daria Justin, and I am acting as Laura's co-host today since her normal co-host is in Japan. So hi, Laura.
1: Hey there. How are you, Daria? Thanks for joining us
3: today. Okay. We've got a little bit hi. of uh, stuff going on with the chat room. But I yes. think we're all straightened out there. Except I logged in as co-host. So that's okay. why co-host. So, okay. so. And, um, i co-host. Okay. And I want to let everyone know that uh, Laura will be taking calls um, in a little bit. Uh, she also has a, a special guest on today, um, Dee Baldus, who has Pause for Troops, which is the uh, – a veterans group who she kind of puts them together with animals which is an absolutely beautiful thing which we'll be talking about later on so mm-hmm. I want to thank you Laura for asking me to come and host you, to be your co-host you know when I first met Laura I have a show here on blog talk called medium in our midst and I asked you to come on the show and you were really nervous because you had never done any on-air animal readings do you remember That's that true
1: that- yeah, like I've done on-air animal readings before, but I've ne- never did them without a picture, without a photo. Because I was like That's having the right. photo where I can, where I can see That's the good. animal's eyes. So it was a big stretch for me to like go out on that limb and do it with no bow. So, But, but I, I did pretty well, just- you
3: did absolutely wonderful, wonderfully, and I knew that you would. I knew that you would be able to do it, that it was just a question of, you know, having the confidence. And as soon as you connected with that first animal, it was like bing, bang, boom. There you were. You just you started <laughs> to roll with it.
0: Thank you for your own show.
3: <laughs>
1: I know. It's
3: fun. So fun. Hi, Pixie. One of my cats just decided to pop in to say hello. Um, I want to let everyone who's listening know my personal experience with you has been absolutely phenomenal. I moved from New Jersey to South Carolina with three, uh, three cats, uh, one of them who was pretty much a feral cat, and if it wasn't for your speaking to them, I really don't think I would have been able to get, get him down here. Um, and it was so cute. Everybody who who listens to the story where you were telling me Fuchi wanted to know, um, "Am I really? Is Mom really mine? Am I part of the
0: family?" <laughs> oh my god! Aww.
3: It was so beautiful, and I thank you for that so much. Oh, that's so cute. That's another oh, to drive too. It, they they did so good. It was a twelve hour drive, and they were absolutely nobody made a peep. They were absolutely wonderful. It was, and I I once again because you talked to them, you told them what to expect. Um, they knew what was happening, and it was it made it so much easier. So um, before we take sorry. calls, I want to
1: uh, I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you a question, actually. Sure. Like. Because you are a medium, right, and you do mm-hmm. like psychic work, and mm-hmm. you know everybody gets it differently. You know, like I usually get a stream of words and sometimes flashes of pictures. But I'm curious about how how you get your information.
3: I get it uh, from what I say. All of the above. I see things like a movie in my head. I feel things. I get the sense of knowing. Sometimes I hear uh people speaking to me. Um sometimes I'll smell something. So it's kind of all of the above. Um speaking to and when you. Do you hear people? I when, I do hear people. Sometimes I hear people,
1: yes. When you hear people, is it in your voice or is it in a different voice? Um I
3: would have to say it's it's pro- it, I think it's a different voice because it's not my voice. It's usually I'll hear. You know, it's funny. I don't really make the distinction. I just kind of hear their I. It's kind of like a knowing. Uh, even if I have a conversation with them, I have to say it's kind of. I would say it's neutral, because it's. I guess you could say it's my voice sometimes, and then sometimes right. I'll hear other voices. But um, I I don't really I haven't really thought about that before.
1: You know, because then, like, what I do, I'm, like, I really like to study my mind, so I dissect every little bit of information that I get, like, mm-hmm. where i getting it from, and, like, how do I feel in my body when I'm getting it? and Because, you know, there's this country-western song that's just <laughs> something about, like, your voice is in your head or something, and really, I make a living, and so do you, about hearing voices in her head, and there's this distinction, and, like, sometimes, when I do like my animal talk voice or mom video or something, people will be like, "Oh, she's a schizophrenic." Like that's like, how <laughs> they joke about me, you know. And it's like we're we're it's such a fine line. And I believe that a lot of those schizophrenics are actually hearing other spirits talking to them, and they don't know how to separate them. Like what's them and what's coming from something else. They're like, oh fragmented. yeah, I
3: absolutely agree with you there. I I yeah, so I agree like, with you there.
1: When you were growing up, did you ever feel like you were a little bit crazy or that you did you ever think that it was strange that you heard voices in your head or was it just the like the- um I I
3: I was mostly when I was young and growing up, I would say the thing that was the scariest for me is every night when I went to bed, I'd be petrified because that's when I would see people in my room. So, uh-huh. you know, I, I and now when I think back, and I would hear voices kind of during the day, but really think of daydreams. When you are daydreaming and you hear a voice in a daydream, it's not like, oh, my gosh, the heavens opened up and somebody's shouting to you. You just get this voice in a daydream. And I really believe in those daydreams I was very much connected to the archangels
1: because I used I to pray to the it, angels. I don't, I don't think I have voices in daydreams. What? <laughs> this is breaking to you. Yeah, you I, might I, even... I... there. I mean, I, I
3: don't I know. Like oh well, when you daydream, right? Um, you kind of get this sense of knowing that maybe it's yeah. not so much a daydream. I mean, it's not. It's it's you. You're like daydreaming, and then you have this thought in your head, and you don't. Maybe you don't necessarily hear it as a voice speaking to you, but. The thought, the sentence, is in your mind, right? You right. know, and I yeah. used to pray to the archangels all the time. So I, I think looking back that that was my connection to the archangels. Sometimes you'll get a thought; you won't hear the words, but that thought will be in your head,
1: right? You say, and right. now I've
3: come to the point where I don't think about it anymore. I just whatever comes to me, I just jump right in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's important for like people who are just like learning, or if they're just starting to think about, just starting to kind of experiment with what we do. I mean, they might be getting it as just a knowing, and they don't know that it's a knowing. That makes well, sense. This is- <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you, and it's, uh, that's what I try to teach people all the time is to pay attention to all of those thoughts that come to you, especially in daydreams, and to, um, to realize that information is coming to us from the higher vibrations in many different ways, and it's a question of recognizing it, and then just having the confidence to say, wow, I understand what that is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um,
3: should we take some callers? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Do you want to take some calls? Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so just so everyone knows, our guest call-in number is 917-889-2693. That's and 889 2693 Or, um... Or our toll number is 877-604-2372. And uh, feel free to ask animal questions or any questions for Daria or myself on our work. You're open for that, Daria. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
3: Okay. So let's take our first call. Um, Michelle, you are live on the air. Do you have a question? Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Hi, Michelle. Okay, how did you know my name was Michelle, first of all? Because I didn't tell you uh, my I name. knew you. Because before,
3: <laughs> when I was looking for Laura, you said, no, this is Michelle. Oh, oh, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that <laughs> psychic. This is that you called the other day, and I did call you back, so I just want you to know that. I called you back about your animals, about babysitting maybe. So that's oh, my okay. oh, okay.
1: okay. Michelle so, from Santa Barbara, is that right?
0: Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yes. and thank you so much for doing this show. Um, I have a goose, you know, my grandson. You met him at the beach, the dog goose, and you, uh, yes. you know because he's like a Dosh Hound mix, and we did a little 20-minute reading once down in Ventura, and then we met him recently at the beach. And he's my grandson. He's my daughter's dog, but I have him a lot, and he's her service dog, and we're going to be taking him on the airplane her and I, in February, and I'm trying to get him prepared because I want it to be easy on him, of course, and his body, but then also I want him to behave, and I don't know what he's going to be like, and so I'm it's going to be in about, you know, four weeks, like February 7th, and so I thought maybe you could maybe talk to him about preparing for that or or maybe he has something to say about how he feels about being her service dog, and Hopefully he's okay with it and um her emotional
1: service sure, so, on so, so wait wait, wait. let's like let, we'll do one thing at a time. So sure. so you wanna to talk to him about the flight, right? Yes. Is that the main the main deal? And so uh-huh. on the on the flight, do you wanna to talk to him about about this is what to expect on an airplane? Or do you wanna to talk to him about
0: you're going on an airplane and you still have to job? He has his job. Um, Yeah, I feel like they kind of go together. Because my main concern is I want him to behave. I mean, yes, I want him to feel good, but I really I don't want him to end up barking at people and that kind of thing. I'm a little nervous about that. Um,
1: Okay. So, what is his job
0: as a therapy dog? What does that entail? Well, that's what he does so easily, which is to just you know be with my daughter and be himself, really. But part of that okay, is that so he just just... growls at strangers or bark at strangers, and occasionally okay, okay. well, he's a friend of men, and so he will. And I just don't know what to expect on the airplane. And I so I feel like him being prepared is part of him behaving. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. So what we want to do is we want to we want to talk to him. I mean, it's, what I think is really important for everybody who's talking to their pet, whether they have me talk to their pet or they're gonna their pet themselves is that Mm -hmm. they really start thinking about what exactly are they asking and what exactly do you need before you go in and start talking to them because you might find that you need more than you think you do and you you need to be really specific with the animals about what exactly you want of them. And so what we want to tell him is what, it, what to expect on an airplane that, you know, they're loud, they're noisy, his ears might pop, his ears might feel clogged, like all those things that you would tell a, a child and, you know, to explain that you're going up like a bird and, but you're going to be contained like in a car and, you know, explain it the best way you can. And then also to explain that he's going to be around tons of people and he has to be on his best behavior and he needs to calm himself by licking and yawning and blinking his eyes and doing all those calming signals and he has to know that he's safe. And what can you do in order to make him safe? Mm
0: -hmm. What's
1: really, really important is that you stay away from saying, I know he's going to bark at people. Then if you have that in your mind just a little bit, he is going to run with that.
0: So you don't
1: want that even across your mind. And then you also want to stay away from things like don't bark. Um, You're not in danger around people. Because using negatives like you're not in danger or don't bark, actually puts the opposite in their mind. So you start... you see and you're barking and danger. So you want to say be confident, be safe. And this is a really good time where positive affirmations are going to be very beneficial for your flight. So you sort of want to just like say something. We can ask him too like what his affirmations will be. But like I'm safe and luck. I calm myself by licking, yawning, blinking my eyes. When um, we see men, I look away. And so so if, think about exactly what you want him to do. Say those things over and over again in the first person, in the I, so that he repeats them to himself.
0: All right. Okay. Okay,
1: so let me get him and tell him. Hold on. What's
0: his name again?
1: Goose. <coughs> Goose. Okay. I just want to say I'm going to be good playing.
0: They told me it makes a lot of noise. Did you tell them already? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. But probably not as positively as you just explained to me to do.
1: <laughs> he says also the thing that scares me about it is that it feels like it trembles. Mm-hmm. Well, so maybe it will tremble a little bit, but that's okay. You might be able to set the motor Underneath, he must be thinking about. Is he can? He's not going to be in a bag, right? He's
0: going to be free. No, he's going to be free on the floor, and maybe in my daughter's lap. If they let him. He says he needs a a
1: sweatshirt thing. Do you put something like that on him? Sweatshirt. Sure? Yeah, he has a sweatshirt. Good. So he wants his shirt on him. And what what makes sense about that is the thunder shirt. You know, they're a common animal, and what they do, they're like a T-shirt sort of or like a vest, and they give awareness to the body. And when the dogs have awareness on their body, they can focus more on their own behavior than being stressed and being out, like out thinking about men or everything else. He even notices himself that that a sweatshirt will give him that comfort. Did you say thunder? Yeah, they're called thunder shirts. Okay. It's an actual brand. You can actually purchase one of those. They're pretty good. The sweatshirt okay. would, like a tight-fitting sweatshirt, would do the same thing. Okay. 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 Um, I just wanted to
3: ask you one thing, Michelle. Has he ridden in cars before? Yeah, he, he likes cars.
0: No okay, problem. Okay, because
3: with cars. what I'm picking up here, and you know, I just wanted to kind of throw this out there, is that. Um, I get this feeling of this being f- like it's fun to ride in the car and focus on how much fun it's going to be to ride in the plane. Okay. Oh, that's right. a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just picking that up. Okay, so thank you very much, Michelle, for calling in and good luck to you. Thank you. So much. Thank you.
0: I so appreciate both of you very much.
3: You're welcome. Thanks, Michelle. Um, Wow, that's I, very traumatic. I think, um, but you know, once again, you giving people this information for them to share with the animals—just I think it really, really helps. Okay, yeah, you ready for the next <laughs> Oh yeah, the affirmations too, and people have to really pay attention to their thoughts, right, Laura? Because the animals are so telepathic; they really read your thoughts.
1: It's so true. And I also say, like, the thought the thought is so important mm-hmm. and like, people will spend all this time they'll be like okay I'm going to think about the thought now right and I'm going to hear everything <laughs> that I say and they're going to really concentrate on it and i that's beautiful you want that to happen and so then they do that they concentrate on everything and then they don't sort of end the conversation with the pet, and then they think, "Oh my god, my dog is gonna bite somebody," or "Oh my right, god, right. this is," the <laughs> and then right. the dog is left with that feeling, or the animal is left with that feeling, or or they're screaming to their dog, "Come!" or calling their dog, "Come!" and they're trying to be really positive, but in their head, they're saying, "Oh my god, the dog is gonna chase the squirrel
0: across the street." Right.
1: So
3: it's like another really thing important. you taught me was to think in pictures for the animals when you think in pictures, yeah. it gives them something to um to kind of focus on. All right, I'm going to take another caller. Are you ready? okay I'm ready okay, I am bringing on Matt. Hi, Matt. Where are you calling from?
2: Uh, I'm calling from Port New Jersey.
3: Okay, what's your question Hi, hi. hi.
2: hi I have a uh, blue chihuahua and his right knee has been, like, off lately. He's been dragging it and hurting it. And every time mm-hmm. he yawns, he, like, turns sideways and it looks like he's in pain. And I brought him to, like, oh. four vets, and every vet said that there's nothing wrong with him. He's totally fine. So I'm just trying to figure out. You know, really?
1: His... Did, so did they
2: not say that it's a luxated patella? Did they look that? No, yeah. The knee, they, yeah, they knew for the knee. It's the yawning I'm concerned about. Like, when he yawns, he turns his mouth like he's in pain. And they said there's nothing wrong with his jaw, there's nothing wrong with his back. It's just his knee is a oh. little, His he's got like tendonitis in his right knee.
1: Oh, okay, and so then you're saying, so he's yawning?
2: Like when he yawns, he looks like he's in pain. He turns his head sideways, he can't open his jaw all the way. But they said there's nothing oh. wrong with him, but he's never done it before.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, so it will be interesting is because you know yawning? Now, have you heard him say that yawning is a calming signal? That's, yes. And the calming you heard that in the calming signal is like a body body language that animals use to calm themselves or communicate with others. So, like it, he might be really stressed, and like that's why it looks like a weird yawn, or or it might hurt him. So let's let's see what ha- why he's yawning. But you are you saying that the yawning has a connection with the knee? Do you feel like that?
2: Yeah, I feel like there's something wrong with his like back or spine or something, but they said there's not. Huh? It looks like it's like his okay. nerves. He can't open his mouth all the way.
1: Wow, that's really good that you observed that. A lot of people can't see, like, you know, that type of behavior, so that's good that you're looking for things like that. Okay, and he did you say he's gray, Chihuahua, or like a bluish gray?
2: He's a bluish gray, uh, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. What's his name again? Biggs. Biggs with a B or Z?
2: Yeah, B. B I G G S Biggs.
1: Okay, Biggs. Okay, hold on. Let me get Biggs. Does his left side of his jaw and his eye hurt? Is it
2: getting
1: And he says he feels like it's stinging him around his lower back, like sort of down by his hips. Which knee is it?
2: This is right.
1: This is right. So maybe it's like the way he overcompensates or something. But hold on, let me see. It hurts when I chew, too, and my eye is throbbing me. He says he also wants more pillow
2: space.
1: Do you know what that means? More what? Pillow space. Like I think he wants your pillow at night. <laughs> oh really?
2: That makes sense.
0: That makes
1: sense. <laughs> hey, I think he needs a chiro- I think he needs an adjustment by a chiropractor. Did any of those vets um, do chiropractic work? No. No. I think you should take him to a chiropractor. Okay. Okay. Hey, are you near um? Are you near uh New York City, New Jersey? Am I near where? Am I? New York City.
2: I'm like an hour away. Yes,
1: yeah, so I know of a chiropractor that comes to that area. Her name is Dr. Sue Ann Lester. If you email me, I can email you her contact information,
2: or okay,
1: you can just Google veterinary chiropractic in your area, or call all the, um, like, a holistic veterinarian might know, or uh, call, all, like, high-end pet stores and the high-end doggy daycares and ask them for a chiropractor.
2: Okay, great. Okay.
1: Your dog says he know that he thinks that you know him better than anybody.
0: <laughs>
1: he says sometimes he feels like he has a bone stuck in his throat. I think you're right about his jaw. Like, feels like it's out. Well, Matt, when you take him to a chiropractor, give us a call back and let us know if his behavior changes at all.
2: Okay, thank you very much.
1: All right, thanks, Matt, for calling in.
2: Okay, see you later.
3: Okay, um, yeah, you know, sometimes people don't think that chiropractors um, – can help dogs or animals, but I know from my own personal experience with chiropractors, um, especially something like that where the vets are all telling him there's nothing wrong, but, he, but something is out, and, and you're right, Laura, he would be compensating for his problem with the knee, would throw everything else out, so let's hope he yeah. follows up
1: with that. I know it's so hard. Like Matt already sees, he's doing everything right. He's taking them to all the vets, but vets, vets don't really believe in chiropractic work, so they don't wouldn't notice something like that. You have to find right. a holistic.
3: Yeah, but at least you confirmed for him, you know, what his intuition was telling him about his dog is right. That you confirm that, so hopefully yeah. he will be able to um, to do something about that.
1: I love how the dog wanted more pillow space. <laughs> oh, how that? cute! Kind yeah. of the pillow. <laughs> uh, that's so cute. Um, so, is it
3: time to bring our guest on?
1: Uh, if she's
3: around, she come on now. She or we could take uh, another call if you like, or we can bring one, her on. Either one.
1: Neither one. Either okay, way, I, I think fine. we should bring
3: her on and give her some time to talk okay. here um, okay. because I know she. I just chatted with her in the chat room. Um, So, okay. Dee, you are live on the air. Welcome to the Pet Psychic.
4: Thank you.
1: Hi, Dee. Thanks for joining us today.
4: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. You're so much fun to listen to.
3: Aww, so I thanks. just want to uh, say something here about your organization—a group of volunteers that are enabling military veterans and animals to heal from trauma together. That's beautiful. Uh, why don't Thank you tell you. our audience a little bit about what you do? Um,
4: well, we're a fledgling organization, and we are. Our goal is to be working with veterans who are suffering from um, PTSD and traumatic brain injury getting them as volunteers or even just showing up uh, to be with animals at shelters and um, rescue groups. Um, Mm -hmm. We know that there's a lot of places out there that are placing animals with veterans, but not a lot of them are ready to actually take on the care and feeding of an an animal, but they still need the healing effects, and Mm -hmm. that's where we come in.
1: That's amazing. Uh, and so have you noticed any, like, so with this, with soldiers that have had post-traumatic stress syndrome, like how have they said anything about their relationship with the animals and how that has helped them?
0: Have
4: well, the, um, they're already doing studies and finding that, um, especially with PTSD, sometimes just having the animal come up and put their head on their lap, or put their paw on their leg, it allows them, it's kind of like the Thunder Shirt in that it, it brings their awareness back to their body rather than right. their head because they rather. spend so much time, you know, in the flashbacks. And so um, within that, you know, we have other goals, but right now as a fledgling organization we just really want to be able to tap into the healing effects in animals, and the goal is soldiers, are taught to be calm and and um oh what's the other word that's coming to uh, anyway, they're taught to be calm in a situation so they bring to the to the situation like when you go into a shelter so many animals are terrified
0: mm-hmm. and they're
4: you know whereas you've got you've got somebody who's taught to be calm in a crazy situation, they bring that calmness into the room and it, it can effectively calm the entire room. So oh, it, it and really animals. becomes a win-win.
1: Yeah, because the animals, I've seen so much post-traumatic stress and rescue animals. Yep. I mean, I see that, you know, I I mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but I would almost say half of the ones that I talk to have post-traumatic stress. So
4: Especially that is when like, they come off the street. Yeah,
1: right. That's so such an amazing thing. And it's so amazing to me how you talked about how the how the officers are trained to be calm and like chaos. And that's really what we want to teach the
3: animals
0: too. So that's right.
1: that is fascinating to
3: me. I
0: right. think this
3: is really important work too because I just wanted to add this in when people are uh when the animals are brought into shelters and then people come in to adopt them, they think, Oh, the the animal's gonna be adopted now, they're ready to be adopted, you know, they're they're ready to go. And they've suffered so much stress and trauma and that to have that kind of transitionary time where they can then calm down instead of being thrown into a completely new environment, and then maybe they can't adapt so well, and the people say oh this this is not working out, I have to bring them back, whereas if they'd had that time with someone where they could really kind of calm down and settle down, wow, that's absolutely beautiful
4: yeah and, it gives them you know, and the the other thing is that um. Any type of human interaction that animals have while they're in shelters and rescue groups, it brings them back to where they were, you know. It so it becomes a win-win. But you know, we, I learned from Laura that, um, you know, really it takes nine months to a year. I have a little uh, rescue that's a year. This week that I got her, and I, I have to tell you that after the first three months, I was like, she should be settling down by now, and she wasn't yet. Mm-hmm. So listening to Laura helped me realize it takes longer than we think. Yeah,
1: it does, and it would be interesting too to like talk to the to the to the men and women that you're helping and ask them, you know, like what what is PTSD like for you? Because it's like anything from the change of seasons can set it on, and so we're looking at over a year, you know, if all of a sudden spring hits and something happens to the dog in spring. You know, you might right. see some behavioral problems starting there. If something happened around Christmas time and then all of a sudden you're putting ornaments, you know, some right. that could bring something up.
4: So Yeah, I think yeah. we're really I think because of so many military men and women coming back with, you know, traumatic injuries and then the hidden injuries, I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg on finding out what this is going to do. And I you know, my goal is to support them When they come back, I have no political Mm. aspirations one way or the other. It's about this person, you know, put their life on the line and we need to support them when they come back. And I know that animals can help do that. Yes. Do you
1: know that I've spoken to some animals that have passed away that say that they are going to do that in spirit? They are helping them. That's (laughs) nice. I know it's really kind of beautiful because I'll bet they're helping your organization as well. You know, you have like doggy angels around you helping you. Oh, that's I, so cute.
4: Yeah, I believe we've so, got we, angels everywhere. So,
3: so Dee, how are you? How how is this logistically? How is it working? Like, how are you bringing? Are you looking for veterans to volunteer with you? Are you looking for organizations to like? How are you bringing this all together?
4: And that's a really good question. Um, we, as I said, we're fledgling still. Um, I have just incorporated and am raising funds to get the uh, 501C3. Um, I've been unemployed for a while, so it's been it's taken me a little longer than I had wanted. Um, but what I'm doing is, in the meantime, contacting several rescue groups. I'm in L.A., so East Valley Shelter has already approved us to bring veterans in Um, as they would be a volunteer with uh, the East Valley Shelter, but they would be fast-tracked through our organization. And um, I'm also in contact with several top rescue groups in the area who um, would love for them, if if there's someone who doesn't want to become a full-time volunteer somewhere, but just wants to, you know, be with an animal, they almost all of them do rescue days and or adoption days, and so those organizations would love to have. They, what they do is they match up one person per animal. So the more people they have, the more animals they can bring to the um, adoption day. So those those rescue groups would like us to come and just be there on a Saturday and sit with the dog or sit with the cat, whatever they want. And then if people mm. come up and want to talk to them, they can show it to them or they can hand them off to somebody. Who would rather talk? You know, if they don't want to be the one talking about the animal. Um, so there's a lot of of really wonderful. Uh, I actually have a a man that's a that has um, approached me, and he helps train people and animals to get them to be service dogs. So he's standing. On, you know, he's ready to help if there. If we come across someone who would like assistance with that. I mean, once I once I made the announcement that I wanted to do this, people came out of the woodwork to help. It's been amazing.
1: That's
3: that's wonderful.
1: That
4: is absolutely
3: is. wonderful.
1: So, Dee, can you tell us your website?
4: Yes, it's um dot pause p a w s for f o r troops with an s t r o o p s dot com.
1: And then, what's your their rescue group? You have another rescue site
4: too, don't yes, you? Yes, I'm. We're, uh, we're going to talk to um, because I don't actually do rescue. Um, I, I mean, I I help people if they want to rehome or they want to find somebody, find find a new person. <laughs> I call dogs persons, but find a new uh, animal for their home. I help them with that. But um, Star Paws, Victoria Burrows with Star Paws, is an amazing woman who's been doing rescue. Uh, for over 20 years here in L.A., and we're going to talk to one of her dogs that's been a little difficult to place. He's absolutely adorable, and so we thought we would find out what he needs for his for, to find a new home because she's really big on making sure the dog gets to the right place. Okay, and so this is Kuma,
1: right, so that you're uh-huh. talking about?
4: And he's like
1: a Pomeranian Spaniel mix. He's like a cream collar.
4: Yeah, he's and just the cutest thing.
1: He is adorable, and he's about three years old. Mm-hmm. And um, you said he has a devoted personality. Yep. loves to jump up and gets treats and plays with toys. He likes walks. He enjoys car rides, and, and he walks well on leash.
0: Yep. He enjoys
1: lack of humans and also hanging out in a dog bed at your feet. I was trained enough to date on vaccinations. Right. He also enjoys social engagements with you and dogs. And then also, yeah. like, so how come he was hard to adopt? He's so
3: adorable. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He sounds wonderful.
4: I, you know, I, I don't know that because I asked Victoria not to tell me anything negative about him because I wanted to oh. find out from. So, I wanted to find out from you. You know, basically, we're doing this as a. as a Because I, like you, I want to get as many animals adopted as possible, you know, yeah, on a regular right. basis. And, yeah. Um,
1: it's, it's okay, though, just so you know, for the future when talking with me, it's okay if you find out the negatives because then we can work on those.
4: Okay. You know,
1: All
0: right. so there's Good.
1: something that he's doing that's not favorable and he's not getting adopted because of it. If we know what those are, then we can then we can ask him why and to maybe stop doing those Okay. Or, or change. But let's talk to him and see what he has to say. Okay. Get Kuma. Hold on. He's so adorable. I can't stand it.
4: <laughs> that little pink nose.
1: I know. He's so cute. He's got such a cute expression. I love people, but not all people. Some people, I wonder if they should not touch me. I wonder this because sometimes they get a little. I get a little bit scared. That's interesting because he doesn't sound. He sounds friendly in his in his story.
4: Um, it sounds like he gets anxious, though. What did you say? I said it sounds like he gets anxious.
1: He gets a little anxious, it sounds like it. see where is he now?
4: He's in West LA. He's being fostered. Um, oh, Victoria. he's being
1: fostered. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. He says he doesn't like a lot of crowds. Oh. Too many feet bother me. I like people enough, though. Too many people, it's overwhelming. Don't worry, Kuma, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, me too, <laughs> I want the kind of home where kids feed me, feed me things. I like kids' popcorn. I like older kids that will run with me. I find cats very curious. <laughs> I need a home where I can sleep on the bed. Oh, don't we all? I like juicy treats that are not water.
0: <laughs> I, <wonder if> that. <laughs>
1: I must be like that greasy, like dog food or like some type of gravy food or something.
4: Oh, sure.
1: I want a home.
4: Yeah. My
1: home I have now I can only have for a little while.
3: You know, I wanted to just ask you, Laura, to ask him because what I'm picking up here is just I feel like he's really comfortable
1: where he is. Yeah, he knows, though, that he's not supposed to be there for a long time. Aw. He says, I like it here, but they say to me, we're going to forever home. They need the space. And besides, they're very busy. Old people, too, but not old people that can't walk fast. (laughs) (laughs) He's fussy. I mean, he sounds so perfect. I wonder what his issues are.
3: So what is the one thing, do you think, Laura, the one thing that they could do that would help the situation?
4: Because they've had him well, it for a while. they had him for a
1: while, and so what, is he not showing well at adoption days? Or
4: That's what it sounds does he, like. Um, does he
1: go home and get
4: returned? I don't think he's been returned. No, uh, although okay. I will say StarPause gives you two weeks free trial, or uh, not free trial, but two weeks trial because they want to make right. sure that it's
0: Yeah, that's so good. That is such yeah. a great thing.
1: Yeah. So important because it's such a big commitment for the two of you. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Um, so if it is that he doesn't, like, then that's, like, really bothering him, is that he doesn't show well because it makes him nervous being at adoption days? Yeah, I mean, he does he
4: an was, adoption day every week in the Pacific uh, Palisades. So maybe that's what we need to focus on with him is just to let him know that it's really important that he be on his best behavior there, that it's okay to okay. be protected. Because yeah, that feels no, scary. there's no way that they will let any harm come to him while he's there.
1: Okay, that he's safe. And so the that's where you can do the affirmations too like like I'm safe. And then the other thing is is that I think it's important for them to know. So at those adoption days, did do you know the dogs leave right then from no. adoption no. days? No. So that's something I think he needs to know, that if he finds somebody that really loves him that day, he's not gonna be leaving in that chaotic environment with some stranger.
4: Right. That's a good so, point
1: to bring up. Um and so and then also at that two week trial so I'm sure this organization does home checks and at that end of the two week trial they check out on the dog to see if the dog is happy, right?
4: Yes. Oh, absolutely.
1: No, so that he needs to know that
4: about that.
1: He needs to know that too, and then also that they, um, that I'm sure if it doesn't work out, it's in people's contracts that they have to return them even after two weeks.
4: Mhm. Yeah. No. they're right? yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that makes it a little less scary when he knows he's being watched over like that. Like, hold mm-hmm. on, let me tell him all that. I I heard. I'm glad I don't go home with them. I don't do good with food changes. So that's important. He has to keep his food. Mhm. But I like cheese. <laughs> I like
4: cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny.
1: I'm telling him to lick and yawn and blink his eyes when he's at adoption and just be as cute as can be and just to think about the wonderful things that he would like in a family, and then that will be attracted to him and that he may not, like, he'll meet these people again when it's not so chaotic. So just be as cute as he can and and just get practice being around people. I think, too,
3: if you could tell him that I I feel it's so important that for them to pay attention to their angels watching over them, for the dogs, all of the animals, they have angels watching over them. And for him to know that there's an angel watching over him so that he'll be exactly where he's meant to be with exactly whom he's meant to be with, and it will all be okay. I I just feel like it's so important for him to know he's got angels watching over him.
1: I think that's true. The, 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 and I, the thing that's scary for them, though, is that some of them have been abused, and where were their angels then, you know? So now they're safe, and so now from, this, from the future on, they are there, they have, it's only going to be positive. But that's, like, been a question for them. Like, hey, where was my angel when I was getting kicked? I think that's many people's question, is where are their (laughs) angels? And it's kind of hard to
3: to explain to an animal that we all are here on a mission, and our souls, whether we're animals or humans, our souls all have some kind of predetermined journeys that we've decided to take. And um, lots of times for the animals it's about being teachers for others, and that's that's a hard you know that's a hard road to go down being teachers for others but just knowing that there's that there is love waiting for them I I just uh, you know I remember you you had put something more up on Facebook one time and it was about a rabbit and I. Uh, being tested, you know, for some horrible cosmetic company or something. And it was just about sending them love. Instead of thinking, oh, this is horrible what they've been through, just send them love. Just send them as much love as you can possibly send them so that that love, that feeling is going to overpower and negate any bad thing that's happened to them, that they can really kind of kick into that love vibration.
1: And then hopefully Mm. we'll draw that to them. I agree with that. I'm going to see what he says to all that. Hold on, because I was sending it as you were talking. I love love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I like the idea of an angel. I'm going to think of an angel cape. Because I like the idea of being magic. If you all think I can bring love to me, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's so cute.
4: He's adorable.
1: An angel cape.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I feel like there's a bird watching over him. I don't know if there's a bird I mean, in the house,
4: but it I, I, I feel like know. there's a bird
3: who's watching over him.
4: I don't know either, but I can find out. (laughs) (laughs)
3: He
1: says that he was thinking about that dog that was going to fly.
0: Oh. Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) Okay, I get it. (laughs) That's so funny. That's probably where he got the cape from, too. He was like, I'm going to fly, too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's watching cartoons. That's a mighty mouth. Because, like, even though we didn't know it, right? Because he's not with you at this moment, right, Dee? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, like, he knew. When I pulled up his when I pulled his picture before the show started and I was just, like, getting every all the files ready and stuff, I didn't even consciously know it, but I must have called him, and so he was listening to the show. I mean, that's how conscious they can be. They can be, like, yeah. completely, and we don't even know it. Right, right. Yeah. For all you listeners out there, your dogs might be listening to everything that's going on in the show.
3: Right, and not <laughs> just your dogs, your pets are listening. So, your pets. And, and it, it's important for people to understand that, you know, they They can really sit down and focus and just think in pictures and send those pictures out to your animals because the times when you're sitting there and you're doing something and all of a sudden you get this thought like, oh, I wonder if the dog has to go out or the cat has to go out. And you turn and you look, and there they are. They're sitting by the door. It's because telepathically they sent you that message. So you can Mm -hmm. speak to them telepathically, and they will get it. That's why what you're saying is to make sure you pay attention to your thoughts because they really do hear what you're thinking.
0: That's
1: so true. And for all those people out there that are rolling their eyes saying, I can't think in pictures, then all you do is just, think as detailed as possible. Just even create the words in your mind as many details as possible, and your mind unconsciously will create the picture.
3: And and the one good example that you give, Laura, is when people say I'm going away for three days, picture the sun coming up and the sun setting, and then the sun coming up and the sun setting, and you do that three times, and there you go. You've pictured your thought.
1: That's right. That's right.
4: That's
1: great. Yeah. So okay. So if people want to get Kuma, how do they do that?
4: They're going to go to starpaws. dot I'm sorry, Rescue dot com. And it's on. You've got it on your little link here. And yes. they'll have to fill out the application, and then they let Victoria know that they're interested in Kuma, and um, okay. she'll take so, him there.
1: Do they have to fill out the application before they come and meet him?
4: Um, She generally likes the application to be filled out beforehand. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. So, Cora, do you see that? That's really getting you're getting um watched over before they come to meet you even.
4: And she's located in Los Angeles. Yes, she's located on the west side in Los Angeles, so she's more on the beach. And they Pacific Palisades is where they, uh, which is. I'm directionally challenged, so work with me here. I think it's north of Santa Monica and south of Malibu is where it would be. Um, and it's on their website, where they, what the address is. And it's every weekend. And they just go and they have a great time. And she's just an amazing woman that does fabulous work. Great. Wonderful.
3: Wonderful. Yes.
1: Yeah. Thank you well,
4: so much you. for being
1: on
4: the show, Dee. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And uh if you want to know more about uh Pause for Troops, it's P A W S F O R T R O O T S Troops dot com. And uh we'd love to we'd love to hear from you. Um, and just one I'm more getting...
3: thing. I just wanted to yeah. say, Dee, before you go, um I sent an email off to a friend of mine who has a show called Military Mamas and, um, I think that if you two connected that you might be able to help each other out. her name is Carrie Cox, and um, I sent her off an email so she may be getting in touch with you just so that you know
4: thank you so much and by the way yeah. we are on it's military mamas
3: military Mamas. she has a okay. show on um it's not on blog talk it's uh it's a it's on the radio but um waif w a i f radio but i sent her off an email
4: so hopefully you'll be hearing from her thank you and we are on facebook too um which i post regularly informational uh things about dogs military working dogs uh military dogs and veterans information so um so, to keep things informative. and then
1: pause for troops too
4: on facebook yep, pause for troops on facebook uh-huh
1: mm-hmm. great okay great
3: Ladies, so thank, thank you so you much so for calling much. and um sharing all that with us. And good luck to you and good luck to Kuma.
4: Thank you. Yeah. And I'll let I'll let you guys know how things go with, with both of us actually.
3: Great. Wonderful. great.
4: When you okay. do great, great
3: things, fun. great things come to you. So uh, I have no doubt <laughs> that it will all
4: work out. Thank you.
3: So, you're welcome. So we have a, a few minutes left here and we want to hear from Laura's pet's words of wisdom. So what what do you have to say about that, Laura? Who's who are you talking to? has
1: been waiting here to talk about the words of wisdom and she's my gray cat. Dirafina, have you been thinking about the words of wisdom that you want to share? <laughs> this is so cute. She said she can't believe that there are so many animals of post traumatic stress. Oh. Do you understand about what they're doing with the with the people coming back from war? Do you understand that, Taraphina? Yeah, and she wishes those people could be calm in their minds. Do you, do you have any like the wisdom for those people, Taraphina? Because you went through some traumatic events in your life. Do you have any words of wisdom for them? She says, believe in your future believe in your good future, believe in settling of your mind, and believe in forward motion. And what she's saying with like believe in forward motion is that your mind doesn't go back to the old events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Pretty nice. know if she has any thoughts on angels Oh, Seraphina Do you have any thoughts on Seraphina, isn't Seraphina an angel Oh, she was the good witch and the golden compass But a seraphim Well, the seraphim is, well, are uh, a, the seraphim yeah, is a group yeah, of angels yeah. So, Seraphina, do you have any idea Do you have anything to say about angels? Every home has an angel what else? What do you think about? What do you think about um, angels and animals? Do you think every animal has an angel? I think you have more than one.
4: Since,
1: since, when do you remember when you got thrown out of the car in a box? Remember that? What did you? Where do you think your angel was then? What do you think about that? I think my angel made so I didn't die.
3: I think her angel think was
1: finding her you. Her I think know. her angel was busy <laughs> finding you. I think so, too. Hi, I was looking for a, you know, I used to live at this ranch. It was this beautiful ranch, a walnut orchard, and it was right on right on a road. And I hadn't lived there in a few years, but every day I would take my dog walking past the ranch, and uh, I'd drive by it. And every day I would look and I would see this bobcat that we knew when I lived there. And the bobcat was always hunting. When I drove by and I saw Serafina and she was a teeny <gasps> tiny kitty and she was hunting this huge squirrel. And uh, I pulled over and she jumped in the car and off we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. She just jumped right in. She jumped right in with the wolf hog and stormy and she's <laughs> mine ever since. But she had Told, tells a story about how she was thrown out of the car because she was peeing and pooping on the front doormat. And oh no! Mom was passing away of cancer, oh. and um, oh. and her dad was just so sick and tired of her peeing and pooping on the front doormat that he put her in a box and threw her out. And what happened? Actually, she lost all heat from that, mm. and she yeah. and she injured her um, her back. Corbid. Right, Serafina? Corbid. I know. oh, well, we focus on the good life now, she says. That's right. Forward <laughs>
3: motion. Forward, Forward motion. motion.
1: You caught me, Makia. I mean, Serafina being attached to the rescue story. That's what right. I tell people we not don't want to think, think about the rescue,
0: rescue that. That,
3: <laughs> And, you know, that's <laughs> another thing I learned from you, Laura, is I don't, when I think about those times, I completely get blank them out. I don't want my animals thinking about those days. I just now, I focus on the present and how comfy everybody is and how beautiful their life is and we don't go back to those thoughts. So true. So true. Yes.
1: Okay.
3: So she has a nice life now sharing her her home with you and her the other cats and dogs and the bunny. <laughs>
1: Yes, Darafina. What's the best thing about your life? That my family moves around a lot. We've been living in lots of different homes lately.
0: <laughs> it's an adventure. It's a traveling lifestyle. She's got uh, a little suitcase <laughs> packed.
1: <laughs> I know she does. It's like packing up kids and packing up five animals, moving around so much.
3: Well, we're down to about 2 minutes to the show. So, um I just want to let everyone know your website is uh pet psychic, petpsychic.com. Laura Stinchfield. So, call her for appointments to talk to your animals and uh, you have lots of insight on other things too. You don't just speak to animals, you speak to people who've passed over. Babies Baby. babies that aren't born yet. <laughs> in addition to all of the animals. So um is there anything coming up for you that you want to share?
1: Well no, but why don't you um why don't you tell everyone your website and your when okay. your
3: show
1: is on and- mm-hmm. uh my website is
3: DariaJustin, Justin J U S T Y N dot com and my show here on Blog Talk Radio is Medium in Our Midst. And I also do, um, I am a psychic medium, I do readings. Uh, my show is Wednesday evenings. For me, it's 7 p.m. Eastern Time, which uh, would be 4 Pacific, um, and then there in between. It's 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 5 Mountain, 4 Pacific. But that's Wednesday evenings. And, um, yeah, that's my website, dot email me call me listen to the show i also take calls it's fun um and it's wonderful that we all support each other because that's what this is all about we're all here to help each other and we are all here to share what we know and what we've learned and it's all about sharing the love so whether you're a person you're an animal or you're an angel it's all about sharing the love so thank you for asking me to be your co-host i had a great time
1: yeah, thanks for joining me. Oh, and for everyone out there, love to I. She uh, is had to take her mom to Japan. Her mom is hospital in Japan, trying to get better. And um, so, everyone, please take a moment and think about I, and sending her and her mother lots of love and and health and for a quick recovery. So, and next week, if I is still in Japan, she's going to be joining us from there. Oh, so. that's
4: fun.
1: Yeah. Okay, Daria. Thanks okay. for thanks for your help today.
3: You're welcome. I think I'm going to hit on one of these audio clips and see what plays. <laughs> <laughs> We've only got <laughs> ten seconds left. Love. so we will say, thank you, everyone in the chat room, for joining and listening again next week to thepetpsychic.com. At Lowe's, we know you're full of bright. No, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> You walk
0: to the end.